Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Pastor Mike for the Limping for Jesus podcast. This is episode 58. Just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube and on Twitter. And I would like to encourage you that if you do enjoy podcasts, please go to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. Hit that notif- that bell to get notified of new uh, content going up. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on the, the major uh, podcast apps. If you would like, please go leave us a, re- a review and rate us so we can reach more people uh, to help them trust God in hard things. Today's episode is titled, Grief During the Holidays. Someone has to cover this topic, and I wanted to give a pastoral perspective on it, because let's be honest, grief sucks. And especially during the holidays, it can sting harder. Christmas is coming up, and for a lot of people... Here, you know, the sad reality is my brothers in the faith who are in ministry, they can often be out of touch. Well, Jesus is for the re- Jesus is the reason for the se- season. That should be enough. But we don't we don't deal with the fact that it's hard when we knew somebody. I'm talking about mature Christians too who know the gospel, who know that we should be celebrating the birth of Christ and what he means for us, but we still feel this loss. Um, This is, for me personally, this is going to be the first Christmas that I experienced without my grandfather. He passed away in April of this year. I was blessed to... Uh, get the chance to be be there for my family and officiate his funeral. But he was like my father. He raised me. Uh, him and my grandma raised me. They're, they're my maternal grandparents. So my grand and we call him Pap. My Pap was not only my dad, but he was my he was my best friend and here's my my go to guy when life was hard. So my family and me were were go, were experiencing uh, Christmas for the first time uh, without him, and it's going it's going to suck. It has sucked the last seven or eight months that he's been uh, gone. Uh, it it hurts so bad, right? Grief sucks. The way that I process grief. It's when I'm in the moment and I'm helping people and when I'm in a pastoral mode, even when I was officiating my grandfather's funeral, I could put on a strong face, but grief has a way of sneaking up on us. And as my pap's grandson, I had time to process it and it it came out of nowhere. It can come out 
where I'm having a great day and then right before I go to bed and I journal and I'm praying and all that jazz, I remember that he's gone physically. So we need hope, okay? And we, first of all, I wanted to talk about the fact that you need to let yourself grieve. You have to feel it. You have to. It sucks, I know, but here, here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. There, there, there is a segment of Christianity, the name it and claim it, folks, that just feel like you need to suck it up and you and you, you claim your reality and you need to be bold and strong or you're not going to get a blessing from God. However, what we are going to, to see in today's episode that one, the Son of God got bummed out. We're going to look at a part of scripture today in in the podcast where even though Jesus knew how the circumstance was going to end in God's glory, and when when he raised his friend Lazarus from the uh, grave. He knew how it was going to result, but he still got bummed out. He still got sad, and it's okay. If the Son of God can get bummed out, you can get bummed out too. So here's what we are going to do today. We are going to look at First John chapter 11, verses 33 and 35. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Okay. And he goes, where have you laid him? He asked, come and see. Come and see, Lord, they replied. In the shortest verse in the Bible, Matthew, I mean, John 11, verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. Why didn't Jesus suck it up? He's the son of God. He knew how it was going to end because he was 100% God, yes, but he was also 100% human. He experienced what we experienced. He is a, a Messiah that understands our messiness and our messy feelings because he had experience it you cannot do anyone good as a christian if you try to just throw bible verses at them and tell them to suck it up it doesn't work that way here we see in this text okay we see that he was deeply moved in spirit because first of all as christians we need to be empathetic to where people are in their life. And a lot of times, I have the opportunity to see people at their worst because I officiate funerals. And I'm helping people through grief counseling in the stages of grief. It sucks. They, I have done funerals for Christians, uh, funerals for uh, 
cultural Christians, if you want to call it. And guess what? It's not the time when their dad dies and their brother dies or their son dies to get up there as a pastor and give them a theology on hell or something like that. It's not time for a theology lesson. It's time to be sympathetic. It's time to be like Jesus, who who was moved. He was moved in his spirit. Who was in that audience there with him, with his sisters? There were other religious people that he constantly went to uh, battle with, with misrepresenting the Father, right? The Pharisees were there to watch how this was going to play out. And Jesus still had compassion on people who were grieving. So we as Christians, number one, need to get over ourselves in these moments. When, When I see pastors get up at a funeral and they never talk about the person. They never talk about the person or they, they, they don't acknowledge that life is hard and that grief sucks. They're not helping people one bit. They're not helping anyone. These people are single minded. They're what's that phrase? They're, they're so heavenly minded. They're not, they have no earthly good in them. Because we are called to bring heaven to earth. We are called to bring hope in grief. However, it be- hope begins with understanding that life can be hard. But what I say at Limping for Jesus all the time in my messages is life can be tough, but God is always good. The whole concept here of Limping well for Jesus is to first admit that our circumstances are tough. There's this idea in some pockets of Christianity where you live in denial. Where if I deny my hard things, I can I can manifest better circumstances. And if I'm not, I'm I'm in sin or I'm lacking faith. Guys. This passage is showing you that the Son of God, knowing how things are going to end for good, right, still went through the emotions of grief. So denying what you're going through, like if you show up to me to a church with a broken arm and it's dangling off your side, you can't say, hey, Bob, I'm doing great. No, you're not. You're jacked up. And to pretend that it's not happening, you're not helping anything. I got to say, when I was preparing this podcast this month, I discovered a singer by the name of Dean Lewis. And he has a song out out called, um, How Do I Say Goodbye? And it's about his dad dying of cancer. I gotta say, I cried the moment the moment the first lyric hit to the end of the song. I was a, I was a mess. It made me think of my grandfather, and he has a line in there that says, "How do I say goodbye 
to someone that's been with me my whole damn life. Oh, Pastor Mike, how can you say that? How how can because that's what real people go through, guys. That's what we go through when we lose someone that means the world to us. It hurts, and that is a a guttural, soul felt cry. That's a prayer. That lyric can be a prayer. It's a prayer for all of us. I you know I went through my. The last couple of years, uh, my family had lost my uncle, Tommy, who passed away in 2017 during December. This year, we lost my uncle, John. We called him Bunky. Uh, we had my, we lost my pap. And then a couple of months later, we lost my aunt. It was, our family got hit. Boom, 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 boom. And then... To compound this grief, to compound this trauma, we have Christmas coming up. So yes, how do we say goodbye to someone that's been with us our whole damn life? Pastors, Christians, before you get your theological stick up your butt about, you know, someone saying damn or something, uh, be human for a minute. See someone's pain, uh, accept your pain when you lose someone. We all have someone that when you think about this topic, it brings that type of real response up. So, I meant that. Be moved by that. Okay? So, Jesus wept. We need to do more weeping with people. In Romans 12, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Right? So, sadly, too many times, we're like Job's friends after that first week. We want to be like his friends when they first show up to Job, right? He lost his kids, he lost his property, he lost his health, and they are just sitting there with him grieving, right? They're just grieving, and that is, that is, they don't say a word, they just sit with him in silence and grieve. Where they get in trouble is when they start to talk and try to explain If you read the, the book of Job, okay, a lot of what they say is theologically true, but it's wrongly applied. So, Christians, we need to let people have the room to grieve. That's, that is number one. Now, now that we have covered that, I want to look at the hope that Christians have in grief. This is um, what the Bible says is our hope and grief, okay? Because it's hope and it does not deny grief. It's a, uh, it's a grief and or a grief therefore, a grief comma so, okay? So we are going to be looking at now First Thessalonians uh, 4, uh, 
13 through 14 and I'm going to I'm going to be going through the NIV here. Okay, so here's the verse. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. And then I highlight it here for you. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Guys, I've done funerals of people who had no faith tradition. And it, the room is heavy as hell. You can't breathe in that room because they just think that person is gone forever. Okay? They, they, they see that there is an end, that they died, they cease to breathe. They, they're no longer there, and they have no hope. And that makes grief ten times harder. And like I say, I, my heart first breaks for them because they truly believe that their loved one is gone forever. Okay? But here's our hope. Verse 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And... I love this. So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Okay, here's what people really do not hit home uh, with the, the return of Christ. When Jesus comes back, he's bringing back those who have died, died in the faith before us. So those who have died in faith, we're going to see them again. We are going to see them fully alive. This is not something like uh, zombies. Uh, my cat Gary is stuck in the studio with me right now and wants to get out. But we're almost done, Gary. Our cat Gary is deaf because he can't hear me anyways. He's just like, why is the door shut, Dad? Okay. So, poor Gary. So, when Jesus comes back, we are going to see our loved ones again, fully alive. This is not some uh, zombie issue. This is not the walking dead. This is fully alive. They will be fully themselves again. We are, the, the passage goes on to say that we are here when he comes back. If we are here and we're still alive, we are going to be changed and we are going to have bodies that are made for the new heavens and the new earth. That is our hope, okay? This is our hope and grief. Here's the deal. As Christians, if this is true, okay? We still grieve, when we knew someone, I have done a lot of funerals for people I love and they love the Lord. And I love when you can tell someone had a, a mature faith in the Lord and you do what's called a celebration of life ceremony compared to calling it a funeral. Why do we call it a celebration of life as Christians? It's because we know that this grief ends in hope. This grief ends in life. Even if we go 80 to 90 years without seeing them and we die 
and either we are our spirits are returned to the Lord when we die, or at the resurrection, uh, when he brings people back. So when you hear that term resurrection, that there's a couple of resurrections that's mentioned in the Bible. There's the resurrection after the three days that Jesus came back from the grave, that he proved that he was the son of God, that he proved that his claims to deity and that he was the Messiah are true. There's that resurrection. And then there's a resurrection of the dead, which will come later in the history of the human race, where when Jesus comes back, we are we who died before his return, we are all made alive again. So, yeah. So, we have grief, and we experience real grief, okay? But, we also have real hope. Listen, Christmas is in a little bit. There, there, you're, I, I would encourage you to celebrate Christmas. I would encourage you to go to your your local church, uh, get into a Chris, Christmas Eve service. But I'm also going to say, I'm going to admit to you that it's hard, right? That the holidays can just kick our butts and make us remember those who we lost. But hopefully today you have seen that in this grief, we have hope, and it's not, um, it's not an unrealistic hope, okay, that it doesn't, to have hope, you do not need to ignore your grief, your grief is real, it's raw, it's going to kick your butt during the holidays, it's probably going to be harder, a lot of times the holidays are triggers for people, um, I didn't think that I was going to have uh, a hard uh, Christmas emotionally this year, but I, I'm I'm going through it as a pastor. I'm missing my grandfather. Uh, this will be the first Christmas without him. Uh, I gotta say, the last two years um, as a pastor, my life has been difficult um, with loss and different ha- hardships. But guess what? There's also hope. And I know that in my sadness, in my suffering, in my trials, I have a God that understands what I'm going through. When we go to Jesus in prayer, he is not a God that is uh, that can relate to us with secondhand uh, knowledge. He is a God that went through the messiness of humanity. He grieved. He got bummed out in the garden when he's seeking the Father, and he asked him to let that cup of the cross pass him, he he is so crushed in spirit that he that he sweats uh, blood, okay? I don't want to get into the science of that right now, but what I'm saying is the, the Messiah, the Son of God, was so grieved at the end of his life that he was so stressed out, but... He also said, um, Father, your will, not my will, be done. Well, you know, if you're about to take on the sin of the whole world, you're going to be battling some emotions about that. Um, 
Jesus was not a divine robot. He was 100% God, yes, but he was 100% human. So, as a pastor, I want to encourage you. Be human. Let yourself feel the grief, okay? And work through that process. And, and I want to say, while you grieve, if it's only a, if it's only an ounce of trust, trust God in your grief. And in closing, here we have a saying here at Limping for Jesus: uh, limp on, limp well, and limp loved. If you like our content here at Limping for Jesus, I want to encourage you. Uh, go like our Facebook page. Go like and subscribe our uh, our YouTube page and our Twitter page. And go find the audio podcast on Spotify. Follow us on Apple. Leave a comment and a rating. Help us to get up those rankings of Christianity and uh, spirituality categories so that we can help more people trust God in hard things. For Nimping for Jesus, I am Pastor Mike Matthews, and I do pray that if you're having a hard time during the holidays, that you know how loved you are and that even though you grieve, we have hope. God bless, and until next time, limp on.